we do here is go back, 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 back. Hello and welcome to Turbo Geeks, a short format pod where dope people talk about dope topics on today's episode. I'm talking with OK Bro himself, Dave Taylor. Okay, cool. Introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Dave Taylor of OK Bro. What is OK Bro? OK Bro is uh, a design and branding and eventual clothing company out of Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Um, and today we're recording at The Riveter, your new office home. My new office home. Um, awesome co-working space, obviously, where I record many of my episodes in the various rooms in here and all that stuff. But with the recent remodel that I was talking about, uh, I was talking to Sheena about it too. I was like, just get some like cheap old curtains or fabric and like line the walls and like put some other stuff in there because otherwise it's like super echoey and bouncy and all that stuff. Yeah. So um, while we wait for that, we're just going to do it out here in the open and I'm sure everyone can hear that music and all that stuff, but that should be fine. Um, I didn't have any particular topics today like one big thing to think but it's also like I know where you work now and I'm always here so I'll just pull you for like quick conversations during like some of your breaks or whatever um but I kind of wanted to not necessarily piggyback off of your time on blood and guts too because I think that uh, Dave really got in uh, on some of your other stuff but shout out shout out to Dave Howe shout out to Dave uh 6 a.m. That's right. What up? Uh, definitely just thinking about, like, some of the things that I know we've talked about before. Um, we'll start with some, like, dabbling into CrossFit, but then things on, like, creative design process, fatherhood, and all that stuff, all within, like, the next what, 30 minutes or so, uh, which would be fine. But I wanted to start off with... Um, you know, we know each other first off because y- you are a member of my gym, yes. at Foundation, and that was a lifetime ago. It seems like now, right? Eight years. Eight years ago, yeah. So Almost definitely not. a lifetime ago. Um, you came in probably with a different set of goals at at that age and at that stage in your life. Do you remember what some of those were? Yeah, they've actually hasn't haven't changed all that much. Um, you know, I was, I was not nearly as strong as I am today, but the goal was to be able to have fun riding bikes and snowboards. And at the time I wasn't a dad yet, though my wife Rachel was pregnant. Um, I wanted to make sure that I'd be able to like hang and play with the kiddos, um, better than most other dads can. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy what, like, I still think we're in the middle of that fight and like defining, fatherhood in this day and age is mm-hmm. which is why I wanted to get into some of that later um, what would you say your goals are now if any different um, 
I think the, the goal today is, you know, being eight years older and turning 45 in a few months. And you have two. And I have two kiddos. I, I think the goal is, is, is still really about strength. I read this article maybe two years ago, and it talked about um, as you get older, think about strength as your retirement fund. And um, the, more, the more strength you have in the bank, the more you're going to have when you're retired. And, right. um, you know, I, and, and the article talked a little bit about cardiovascular kind of sticking with you longer and being able to keep that up. Um, but as you get older, it's harder to get, get stronger, stronger and gain mass and things like that. So I've, I want to be able to still, you know, fuck around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So some of the studies and, and things say, you know, like if, if you were to say, I'm going to spend my life in pursuit of certain physical attributes for strength and like let's say let's actually just move straight towards if you are crossfitting your peak is going to be mid-20s which is what's showing in like the crossfit games and stuff like that um if you talk uh just raw strength it kind of the the zone kind of opens up because there's so many different avenues if you're talking Mm -hmm. olympic weightlifting versus uh, like powerlifting yeah uh powerlifting you can go until you're like you're like dead or something like that right but um things like olympic weightlifting really peak again kind of in the early 20s but you still have masters competition but i would say there are people in their 35s uh, like mid 30s or so that are still actually pretty competitive in the open world Mm -hmm. so knowing that you can this is where you're going to peak with your strength if you're saying it's like a a retirement fund like the time is now to get as much of that as possible. Yeah. And just at that point, it's then just maintenance for the rest of it. When we talk like the aerobic kind of events, marathons, triathlons, Ironmans and stuff, you can see that it's actually like around 40 is where people can peak cardiovascularly Mm -hmm. because the heart and the lungs are old enough and you can really condition them really, really well. If everything else around that lifestyle is uh, set to to increase that capacity, right. uh, so that said, yeah, it's like it's it's so easy to kind of you know be in the middle of your fifties and be like, you know what, I want to start running. As long as your knees and your ankles aren't like broken, you can start that right and get really good at it. Can't necessarily do that with the barbell at that point, right? No, I mean, how think about how many you know people that have been runners their entire lives and what does a what does a runner's body look like when they're like 65 70 years old right right and i always look at them just they look frail yeah like emaciated and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah you could run away for a while but you couldn't help me with these groceries (laughs) exactly now like I mean, if you run a mile and a half, I'm probably not going to catch you. Right, there they go. Yeah. yeah. But if, you know, we live in a day and age of tools, if we put you on a bike, you definitely catch that person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, talking about those particular things that you like doing too, what is the training uh, from the gym and all the things that you've learned, like how does that help you on the bike and specifically, you don't just cycle, right? You don't yeah. commute. You yeah. well, I do. I I used to commute, but now I have like a ten minute walk to work. But um, for mountain biking, it's you know 
the strength training doesn't really help a ton um, going uphill, though, um, you know, a steep pitch I can recover, but uh, heavy and cardiovascular stuff doesn't really help you on a three-mile steep-ass climb. Totally. Um, but going downhill, it's really a big physical activity going down steep, rowdy, gnarly things. Um, you have to pick the bike up and move it around while you're going as fast as you can, <laughs> as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you never know what's going to pop out in front of you. So sometimes you, you know, you'll do a drop and you'll hit a rock at the bottom of the drop and you start getting too nose heavy and you have to do a push up at speed as you're falling down so you don't go over the bars. Yeah, you don't you don't jump over. Mm-hmm. And so like so, so a lot of the strength training would come in um comes in to save your ass <laughs> a lot. And then also um you know muscle protects bones and tendons and so when you do eventually go over and the bars in your viscera like the viscera. important stuff like oh. your organs. Oh yeah, your organs, <laughs> spleens and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> um you know so you can pop back up after a nasty fall better than you could if you didn't have any muscle mass on top of it. Right. Um, what would you say is helping? You, you said it right at the beginning when I was asking you about your like early time goals, but mm-hmm. now being a father for so long, how has your physical practice helped you in that regard? Um, well, when I'm playing with the kiddos, you know, I can, I can just drop it to the bottom of a squat and be down at their level and mess around. Um, we do, we wrestle all the time. You know, the little one, Ruby, she's, you know, a whopping like 32 pounds at five she's years good. old. She's got, she got grit though. Oh, she's rowdy. And then Ellison is, you know, eight and she's about 65. And when she jumps off the top rope, you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if you're, if you're not strong enough, you're going to get hurt, you know? So like yeah, 60, you something pound coming at you. Mm-hmm. Who knows how fast? Exactly. So like that's, you know, I can still rough house with them as rowdy as they want to get. And it's not an issue. And I can still, you know, that, that thing that dads, Oh, dads and moms do with their little ones, you know, throw them up in the air mm-hmm. and catch them. I could still do that with her, you know? And like, there's a lot of, a lot of dads that are like, you're way too big for this. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, do the girls like being carried a lot? Uh, they're a little bit past that, but okay. sometimes, yeah. Well, actually, um, last year, uh, Ellison and I, my eight-year-old, were on a mountain bike ride, and she fell and broke her wrist. And oh, we right. probably a solid mile away from the trailhead. And so I had to... Luckily, there was another family that kind of pushed our bikes to the cars, but I had to carry a screaming, bloody... crying at the time seven and a half year old a mile gently right right (laughs) and so um you know farmers carries and all that stuff came in uh pretty helpful for that event and my adrenaline was like completely peaked too oh totally yeah yeah but i think that's that's kind of the the training that you know we say that our training is is to allow you to like think and react and like okay this is what i gotta do and then just do it and not like sit and freak out even more yeah like just immediate reaction is action not sitting and pondering too much yeah yeah all that all the kind of like bravado crap that you see on the back of a lot of crossfit t-shirts you know harder to kill and all that Uh kind of stuff there's some truth to some there's some truth to that as like nonsense bravado as it can be you know because you know um 
it because it's it's true <laughs> you know it's like you can actually physically do things I mean things like that was an emergency situation she was freaking out but then you know we went camping this last week and we had a really heavy cooler full of ice and beer and and food and I had to throw that in the back of the car and my wife Rachel's like saw me pick it up and I cleaned it and put it up on my shoulder and she's like, like yeah nice clean huh <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so uh since then like you you guys have been like the family for us in there because obviously we feel uh like part of it too seeing the girls grow up inside the gym jumping on the rings and all that mm-hmm. stuff but also your wife being part of the gym now too and seeing yeah. all this stuff that she's been able to accomplish and it's cool because it doesn't feel like you two are a package at the gym we don't go oh it's dave's wife yeah kind of it's like she's got her own path that she's built in the gym with her own goals and her own like you know mm-hmm. little crew of people uh, of yeah. stuff that she lists with and all that uh so that's been pretty cool to see um and you know you 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 are the family that i will talk about not by name but when i'm i'm talking to other people about oh you know it can be a a family thing and you know you can reach different goals while being in there at the same time or not being there at the same time uh and all that so yeah it's it's cool because she uh when i first started and like you know crossfit games was still in LA I guess and like I was watching and she's like laugh like cackling and laughing at me for for watching you know even weightlifting videos as mm-hmm. you're trying to understand like like how to do the movements and stuff and now she's surpassed me <laughs> in in watching and traveling to like weightlifting events and shit right. like that which right. is really cool to see uh-huh. you know especially as uh you know being a mom and a, a stay-at-home mom which is something that we're really proud that we can pull off which is not not an easy feat um, but her being able to develop like this other identity for herself, she's like, yeah, I'm a mom and a wife and like, I'm also an Olympic weightlifter. Right. You know? And so like that gives her like this other avenue of like self-expression and self-confidence and all this other like super awesome shit. Right. Like we were just back at her home in Wisconsin and uh, big like family reunion type of thing. And, like, she was, like, a celebrity for, like, all of the, the rest of the family, like, because they saw her videos when, yeah. from, like, nationals and stuff. And it was, like, so cool to see. Uh-huh. And it's totally different because the context of it in which they know and talk and interact with her. And then all of a sudden there's this new facet of her life that mm-hmm. is shown to, like, be national level is yeah. pretty awesome and, and uh, inspiring and all that stuff, yeah. right? It's it's really really cool yeah. yeah um yeah she's still like you know i work out at 6 a.m she she's at the 11 or noon and when she's not doing a barbell class or i'm not doing powerlifting, we're both doing like the same crossfit workout she does it after me and she's like i beat you by a minute <laughs> like <laughs> uh-huh which is there's, awesome there's still some, a little bit of that competitive nature and if i know that she's doing crossfit that day i might like give it a little extra shove right 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 right. (laughs) um and you know that that's then assuming that because your girls are seeing both of you do that that they're pursuing their own you know um activities and sports and all that stuff too yeah Yeah. well 
um, you know, Ruby's still a little bit young. She's like hella gymnast, and she's yeah. But I, I, but I was gonna say she's, it, when she's in the gym, I've yeah. seen videos and like those rope climbs so and all she's that stuff. Doing it all, and yeah. um, you know, I bought a few kettlebells, and like Ellison will do. We do a kettlebell workout together, mm-hmm. so I've showed her how to do swings, and presses, and stuff, uh-huh. and she loves it. And now she's going to uh, Cappy's boxing gym. She's gonna start going twice a week. Awesome, and doing all that kind of shit. But like, it's cool to see that. Um, just training outside of like a team sport it makes it easier for you that just to be part of your life because like I think it happened with me I was a swimmer growing up and once I was done swimming you didn't really know how to do anything else or train or just be like oh I'll just all I need is like because life surrounded that exactly everything is about that and then once that's gone like there's no thing there right right and you need to fill that void somehow yeah and it's not something that you learn how to that you then learn how to do yourself, right? Um, and so then I think them seeing like, okay, all I need to do is like, a workout could be, we're gonna do 15 burpees, we're gonna do 20 swings and do this. It's really easy to process that and understand, okay, that's a good workout. Mm-hmm. Um, so being part of their, seeing it part of their lives, I think is gonna set them up for some success, um, just period in life. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, so the the other thing I wanted to talk about was that fatherhood stuff. I remember years back, before I was a father, we went, you and I went snowboarding, and I was asking you about like, oh, what's fatherhood like, and mm-hmm. like, what is it like to raise daughters and things like that? Because um, I think that's a that's a you know, between you and I, there are three little girls uh, we're responsible for, mm-hmm. right? Um, and in this day and age. With all the, the, you know, stuff that's happening out there um, in the zeitgeist and all that. Like, what are some of the things that you're, like, coherent uh, or, or consciously thinking about that you have to be, like, on all the time with? That you maybe wouldn't have to be a decade ago or when we were, like teenagers or something like that um so i thought i thought a lot about that at once i knew i was having a girl the first time and and i think the the key is teaching them how to be strong independent thinkers um that they can make their own path that they could say no to anyone anyone they want other than (laughs) other than mom and dad Uh until they're 18 right (laughs) Um, and, and once you, cause once you do that, then they're kind of set up for you know, life as a whole. Handling you know? themselves. And like that whole nonsense about, oh, look at your, and I get it all the time because, you know, my girls are really talkative and they'll talk to people. It's like, oh, you better watch out for that one. You better go buy that shotgun tomorrow. It's like, right. fuck that. I'm never like, um, I'm not always going to be there. And, you know, that's not going to set them up to be able to like leave the nest and go be successful and be a, a stronger, better member of society and make something of themselves. Cause you know, I don't want, I don't want either of them to get to the point where it's like, um, I need a man to support me. It's like, fuck that. Go support yourself and, and go find your own way. And that, and being able to have, let them do that and understand how they can, you know, that's a challenge because there's like, you know, you have to set boundaries with kids and stuff, and but like that's the entire goal is like, well, go, go, go do shit, you know, and don't let anybody tell you no, 
you know, because you're your own strong, uh, you're, you're your own strong independent woman that don't need no man. That's right. <laughs> as uh-huh. they say, right? So I, I feel, I think about that a lot. And I think that's kind of a, that's a key in, in raising girls, you know, in particular. And like, truthfully, it should be, you know, boys as well. But like in particular, girls in today's day and age is like, no, <laughs> it's, it's okay. Because mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, growing up, they, it was seen and not heard from a lot of women, right? Right. And like, we're sitting here in the Riveter, which is an awesome, cool space by, built, built for, by women, by women for everybody. For everybody yeah. You know, and like, why can't everything just be like that? Right. Well, I mean, like, it kind of is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the yeah. human uh, we're all the humans by, should we're, we're, wouldn't move forward without the yeah, with women. We're all so. literally built by women. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's you know that's something where you've always been a role model yeah. because of that. Especially when I also found out I was going to be a father to a daughter. It's like, oh, it's cool. I have role models and people that I can like ask questions uh to and and get advice from like anytime i need it uh because we're all still in our own individual pursuit of of you know better uh physical capability in the gym and so that leads us to like oh hey uh you know what did you do here and blah blah blah. and to say you know my daughter's wardrobe is your daughter's wardrobe yeah i love seeing like some of those some of those pictures like Oh, and then it like flushes back like a memory that I had with one of my kids. Right, so right. It's always cool to see. Right, which is like you yeah. know we've done the same thing now too. Lily's been in the ninetieth percentile for everything, mm-hmm. so she's like she's about to be three, but she's already wearing like four T stuff. Um, yeah, and so we pass on all the things that oh yeah we skip the you know nine to 12 month thing yeah. we went from like six months to 18th month 18 yeah. months and or it something sucks like that. when that flip happens like with the wrong season right like oh great they're gonna fit in this really awesome coat and then they're like way past that by the time it gets cold you're like Fuck, yeah like oh it fits them. but you can't zip it up and yeah. like if you do they can't breathe mm-hmm. and now you still have to go buy something or whatever. yeah yeah uh yeah that's super funny are you are you buying clothes new for the girls now or do you have friends or are you like buying secondhand or trying to recycle clothes um, or ruby's still getting hella hand-me-downs All right. um you know once they're like you know past kindergarten first or second grade then it's you know that you like the uh the hand-me-downs kind of get dry the hand-me-down action gets dried up a bit mm-hmm. um but they also get to the point where like they start having opinions and they want to pick out their own clothes and they want to like you know put forth this certain kind of like image image of who they are Uh you know and mind you it's not necessarily like i'm gonna wear some jordans because jordans right right um but you know i one of the things i like to do for both girls birthdays is i buy them a birthday dress and we'll go to nordstrom they pick out like 10 dresses and do a whole try on type of thing i always push them towards that discount rack because that's how i roll but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but, you, you and, want some socks too yeah. you gotta you gotta get it from this <laughs> exactly side. and you know that's always really cool to do you know but um seeing who they what clothes they decide to pick out and who they see themselves as it's pretty cool right you kind of have to show them in the right direction sometimes because it's like yo you can't be doing leopard and stripes and polka dots because <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, being the daughter of a you know a creative type too, 
there, yeah. there's still a little bit of style that must be respected. Yeah, <laughs> understood. Little, little bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean that shit was cute when they were like two, where everything. But like sometimes when, like Lev, you're like eight now. Uh-huh. Like, we'll figure L- it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's super funny. Uh, what are the differences between the girls if you were to like, you know, try to classify some of their their oh. traits and stuff? Perfect example so we'll be watching uh like america's funniest home videos it's on netflix so you could like street pass right through all this like, like you're talking about the old old school like bob saget people sent cassettes and yeah kind of, yeah you know or we'll watch like fail videos or whatever on the phones and stuff and whenever there's just like a cute thing happening you know ellison's all like ah and then if somebody gets kicked in the nuts it's like oh no i hope he's okay and Ruby, the little one's cackling out of control. <laughs> like, the harder someone gets kicked in the nuts, the more she laughs. Uh-huh. And, like, I think that right there is a perfect example between, like, it just their personal internal differences uh-huh. between the two of them. And that's, like, not something you can teach. You know, that's just, like, who they are. Right. Um, you know, Ellison is, like, 100% heart and compassion and creativity and... Um, she wants to please. Sometimes we call her a golden retriever because she's like, totally. "Hey guys, what's going on? Let's uh-huh. go hang out." Uh-huh. Um, you know, and that's there. That's an amazing thing about her. And she's like, because of that, she's won like at her school. She's won like the character award, like two years in a row. Which is, like, I'm happier about that than if she would have gotten like an academic award because that's just like the good person, the good human being award, right? And you can't really ask for much more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruby is is. Um, probably more like me than anybody else on the planet, just um, stubborn and creative <laughs> and a little bit devious and likes to like fuck, or fuck with people a little bit and um, have a good time. And she's like incredibly adventurous too. Um, you know, Ellie always down for an adventure, but she's a little bit more timid when it comes to like, oh, I'm gonna, you know climb up to the top of that tree right. she'll like stop before it gets a little scary uh-huh. Ruby will get to the top of that motherfucker <laughs> Ruby will say excuse me and then yeah. keep going yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. did you ever like hope for a boy at any point in uh, Rachel's pregnancies or before knowing any of that stuff not really I was like, always we... just kind of happy with whatever I was I've talked to a, a good friend of mine who has two boy, two girls and a boy mm-hmm. And he was always more nervous about having a boy because of being a, a guy teaching a boy how to be a man. Um, and just, like, the weird machismo that guys tend to have and, like, how weird it might be having a son that you have to, like, baby, you know, right. from his perspective. And, you know, I didn't really think about it that much. I was just always kind of happy with, you know, whatever comes out is going to happen. You know, and like you can always teach a girl how to snowboard. You can always teach a girl how to do the shit that I enjoy doing. You know, and just because they're a girl doesn't mean I can't teach them how to like you know throw a football. Totally right. And so like they'll be my little buddy one way or another. So I ain't too worried about that. You know, yeah. That's uh, definitely one of the things that while I mentioned it a second ago what's happening in society and all that stuff Mm -hmm. now. Like, we're all focused on the girls and especially the girls who are now women who were trying to throw out warnings and stuff when they were girls Mm -hmm. and, you know, 
the reckoning and all that stuff. Yeah. But there, I don't think there's a lot of uh, attention being brought to like how are we raising the boys and all that stuff now, especially yeah. with you know the news of the past weekend with the the shootings and yeah. like that is never good news. But it's always the same tired news of like, mm-hmm. like, what was this? Who, who like? How did this kid grow up? And like, yeah. was anybody there? And were they raised by certain types of media? Not video yeah. games, but you yeah. know, like, they're hearing things, and they're, you know, their yeah. parents, like you were saying, um, maybe they're so afraid to coddle that then they just became the absent parent, and the kid learned from other kids. Yeah. And, you know, became a certain way. Um, so I always think that's interesting. And, you know, everyone always talks to me and Sheena about, like, hey, when are you going to have the second one? When are you going to have the second one? It's like, I don't know if we want a second one quite yet or at all. And then in my head, it's always like, you know, I've always I've always wanted a boy um, because I feel like I was I my dad was a little more absent. But that was because of work. And, you know, I think there's a not just a general uh generational gap but a cultural gap too Mm -hmm. like just leave them alone and let them kind of do that stuff but I I know that personally I function better with some sort of mentor at all time and I didn't really have him there so I I look towards other things like my fortunately you know when he couldn't be there he was trying to get me into doing something else so martial arts or doing school sports and all that stuff and I really paid attention because they fit that role kind of thing Yeah. but it was always like well, they're not around now like I don't have contact with those school teachers and all that mm-hmm. stuff so it's always felt weird and I, I wanted to see how I would fare if I was put into that role with a boy and I don't know if that's the only reason I always wanted a boy it was just yeah. to like you know as, as parents we're trying to to give our offspring the things that we didn't necessarily have or yeah, we you always we want wanted. your kids to be better off right. than you are right? right whether that's financially mentally spiritually all of those things mm-hmm. yeah and you know i could see that mentorship in the way that you run the gym too because it's not like this like it's you know it'll happen every once in a while but it's not this suck it up and go work harder atmosphere right it's yeah. you know it's it's transformational for a lot of people because it's, you know, yeah, it's a shove in the right direction. Sometimes it's like a shut the fuck up and go do the thing shove. And sometimes it's like, these are the simple steps that you need to do to get to where you want to be. Right. Yeah. And so you could, you could see that in how you run the gym, which I think is pretty cool. Thank you. Like, um, yeah, it's like my way of my dad's growing up and he's like probably a lot older than your dad was, was, you know, he's like a depression era kid. And so like, his whole thing was like, shut the fuck up, do the work. Right. <laughs> right, suck uh-huh. it up. <laughs> and that was kind of the, the mentor, suck it up, figure it out. That yeah. was the mentor. That's very that much got. my mom, because her, yeah. her, the only sibling she had that was older was from that same thing. My parents were born 45, 47. Okay. So. Okay, so that's my mom's age. My dad was born 35. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like they were the older brothers mm-hmm. to that next generation. And right. it was very much like... They didn't have the internet and, and things to get distracted with all the time. And you had to grow up real fast because the, like, your parents yeah. weren't around or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? And also life, expense, life expect- expectancy well, totally. wasn't that long. And so yeah. like, you just naturally had to. That's something that I think about a lot when they're like, oh, kids are, you know, they, they have to 
you know, they're so babied for so long, you know, like kids are in their parents' house till like 25 and, and, and things like that. It's like, well, you're expected to live a lot longer today than you were expected to live when you were growing up, right? So it makes right. sense that maybe like being, you know, I, don't, I mean, the world's a different place now too. I mean, back then you could get a house for $20,000. <laughs> today it's but like, you could also catch a disease <laughs> you could also catch a disease and you'd be like done yeah yeah <laughs> yeah measles were still a fucking thing uh, vaccinate your kids y'all <laughs> vaccinate <laughs> everything it's effective and it yeah. it works all right um uh, enough of that stuff um jumping on to last thing um it doesn't really have anything else there and this is just probably a peek into some of this conversation that we could probably expand on in a different episode but um, we were discussing before we actually started because I went over to your desk like some of your projects and stuff um, what's your, like your creative process when you, you know you're on the path of, of doing something so let's say we've been talking a lot about like sport and activity the gym stuff. If I say, hey, we're going to do Fran tomorrow. If you're working out tomorrow, it's Fran. <laughs> P.S., by the way, there's a certain flow that happens when you're in there and talking about flow state. Like, okay, we warmed up your thruster. You know what you're doing for your pull-ups. Three, two, one, go. You're not thinking anymore. You're just moving, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure that happens to you when you get creative for, like, a project that you are contracted for or something that just kind of comes at you. Yeah. But, like, is there a certain set of circumstances that you have to be in? Like, I've got to be listening to these kind of songs. And then, like, you know, I have, I have to have my desk a certain way. Or I got to – it's, like, it's usually at this time of day. Is there something like that for you? Uh, absolutely. Um, the style of music kind of changes. But in general, when I'm in the mode of having to actually make things, um, it generally needs to be music that I already know almost by heart mm-hmm. um, or not have any words because then it allows it to kind of like disappear a bit but if and you're not um, like oh that's new or exactly it doesn't distract you and you're like oh that's a jam that I've never heard before let me vibe out to it for a right. second right uh-huh. but it has to be something that's familiar that I'm into depending on my mood um, whether it's you know something heavy or some hip hop or um, you know some some good funk or something like that shout out to t- tuxedo tuxedo um tuxedo and, three yes um so yeah that's been on repeat lately that okay. salt s-a-u-l-t um and uh yeah so like that's a, the music's always a key my process is really a big input and then an editing session so just start and get ink on the the proverbial ink on the fucking paper and just start moving stuff around and through that process my I don't think too much but ideas start like bubbling up versus like staring and trying to come up with an idea before acting mm-hmm. you know it's like this weird conceptual digital sketch mode thing that happens um, I guess and then you kind of you get an email or a phone call you come out of it and then you take a look at what you just did for the last hour nice okay uh, one second. The AMRAP, as many responses as possible, rapid fire, lightning round, whatever you want to call yeah. it. 
Uh, I'll ask you a question, just answer it straight from the heart. Don't think about it too much. Uh, these aren't deep questions anyways, until they get deep. Uh, so starting, favorite food right now? Like that you cook at home or you get from somewhere? Oh, Rachel made this Viet Vietnamese pork and rice yesterday. It was super bomb. Okay. Drink? Favorite drink right now? Same idea. Oh, the Riveter has this uh, bubble water machine which you can put some all different flavors on it. It's a jam. What do you do? Black cherry, full flavor. Half 100%? Yeah, 100% flavor, half and half between the sparkle and the and the Flat. still water. Ooh. That was my first day here. I drank too much sparkling water. My stomach <laughs> is all fucked up. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite restaurant right now? Or place place to go and eat and drink? Oh, um, we family. We love going to Ikina Sushi uh, here on the on the hill. Shout out to Momo. Uh, do you still frequent any bars? <laughs> yes. Yes. I I go um, for business drinks. I always go to Dark Bar. Um, because if I if someone can hang and listen to death metal with me and drink, <laughs> uh -huh. we're gonna be cool. Right. Um, me and the mountain bike buddies, we go out Wednesday nights. We used to be at the Dre, but now we've moved to Browers. Shout out to air conditioning, <laughs> especially after some sweaty ass uh, riding. Yeah. Uh, favorite coffee shop? Uh, Togo on um, what? 18th? 18th. Yep. For the girls too. Yes. Yeah. Ditto. Uh, what's your favorite thing in the closet right now? Um, that's tough. It's going to be next Thursday when my new OK Bro shirts come hey! out. I'll be wearing those three times. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of shoes are you wearing right now? Uh, Nike uh, Air Force One highs. Classics. Nike ID with the OK Bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like those. I'm going to take a picture of those. Texting or talking? Both. Favorite day of the week? Saturday. Why? Um, one more day to play. <laughs> Any nicknames? Um, not so much anymore. Growing up, it was fish because I was a swimmer. And I got big lips. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite holiday? Um, New Year's because it's both a uh, big party and my birthday. Oh, yeah. There you go. How long does it take for you to get ready? Five minutes. Do you know the definition of triskaidekaphobia? That's the scared, scared of holes. Is that that? No, thing? that's uh Damn. I just uh I was I was just talking to somebody about this because oh. some of the weightlifting shoes at the gym mm -hmm. have one of those effects on people. Oh. Damn. No, that's not it's not it. Triskadeca uh, no phobia. Idea. Okay. I don't give the answer to people. But that's a like that's one of those pride things that I'm like, I learned that shit in high school. <laughs> uh first celebrity crush. Oh jeez. Um Probably Tiffany Everthyssen. Oh snap! Uh, do you have a current celebrity crush? Um, oh jeez, not really. I can't think of. Oh yes, absolutely. My girlfriend Rihanna. Riri. Yes. Uh, she's on point on so many levels. <laughs> she's fly. She don't give a fuck. She speaks truth to power. And she's a, and she smokes weed. There you go. Uh, the most, the, the non-obvious, most attractive part of the body. Oh, that little little spot right above, right where the hip touches touches the butt <laughs> on the side. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, favorite thing about your partner, your wife? 
Oh, sweetness. Do you snore? Time to time. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve? People that don't do the shit they say they're gonna do. Second biggest pet peeve. Um. Oh, ugly ass shoes. What do you think? <laughs> what what pet peeve do you think you violate the most? For, um, for other people. Jeez. Probably just talk too much. I I don't know. Oh, my face. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think you're gonna talk too much. Uh, what's your favorite uh, couple of songs at the moment right now? Um, let's see, extra texture from Tuxedo. Mm -hmm. um, I've been listening to. Um, there's a song called. Uh, it's an old song by a band called Civ, um, and it's. Um, I can't wait one minute more, and then um, Rise Above by Black Flag. Uh. Who's your favorite, like, as a creative, who's your favorite tastemaker? Man, there's so many. Like, I'm gonna keep it, like, with, like, people that I know. Um, so, my homie Benny, um, shout out to Ben Gold, um, my buddy Mike D in Miami, like, between those two, like, East Coast and West Coast is mm -hmm. covered. Mm -hmm. uh, any tattoos? I have one small one uh, that's a D that I did when I was 12, prison style. Yeah. Because it gets just wicked hot Miami and you like find shade somewhere and you get up to no good. <laughs> right. <laughs> dusk or dawn? Uh, dusk. Why? Because, um, I don't know, that's that good transition from like, from uh, like, my favorite, my favorite days are when you are like out all day and you have your sunglasses on and you go through dusk and your sunglasses are still on and you don't realize it. Yes. That's it. One thing you need to be happy. One thing, my fam. How do you get yourself out of sad? Music, exercise. Favorite season? Uh, the shoulder. Um, gee, that's tough. I'm gonna go fall. End of fall. Because then there's snow starting at the top of the mountains and the trails are good yeah uh choose one mission impossible series the john wick series or the fast and furious series Oof. um dang i gotta go fast and furious choose one sandra bullock angelina jolie or julia roberts i'll go with bullock uh describe yourself as a yeah. teenager in three words um skateboarder sitting under stairs <laughs> Describe yourself now as an adult in three words. Um, skateboarder with a job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the last movie you saw in the theaters? Uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, favorite junk food? Chips. Fruit? Jeez, fruit. You don't have a favorite? Like, no, no, I do, but there's many that I like, oh. and Rachel's been bringing, like, new fruits. I like pluots these days. Okay. Vegetable? Broccoli. What's your favorite CrossFit workout? Um, I'd say the OK Bro Complex, but I actually really love the Bear Complex. Okay. Though it's tainted for me now because we were doing it the day that fucking our stupid ass president got elected. Oh. I haven't done it since. Um, favorite gear to work out in? Do you, are you a pants guy, shorts guy? Uh, shorts. Uh, oh shit. One brand you absolutely adore? Uh, real skateboards. 
Plain chocolate or alternative milk? Um, alternative oat if, milk. Okay, I was gonna say, if alternative milk, soy, coconut, almond, or oat? Oat milk. Okay, yeah. just confirming. Yeah. Uh, name one of the seven deadly sins. Gluttony. Name one of the seven dwarves. Sleepy. What's one of the uh, one websites or the blogs that you follow daily? All my go Twitter. Uh, cake or pie? Cake. Donuts or cupcakes? Donut. Do you have a favorite cookie? Chocolate like, chip. Ooh, nice. Favorite ice cream? Mint chocolate chip. Say, Actually, wait, wait, can I roll that back? Yeah. Raspberry chocolate chip. Okay. Ooh, dang. That was, they got, there's a Talenti one. The Talenti one? Okay, I might have to try that one. Yes, that's uh, it. Uh, <laughs> agree or disagree? I'll sleep when I'm dead. Disagree. Why? Sleeping's good for you. That's right. Say a word in a different language. Bueno. Uh, hey, <laughs> ideal I, outside temperature. Um, shorts and hoodie weather. Can you touch your toes without bending your knees? Yes. How many hours of sleep do you need on average? Uh, six to seven. How many hours of sleep did you get last night? Like eight or nine. Favorite city in the U.S.? Jeez, I don't go with Seattle, that's where I'm at. Other than Seattle? New York City. Uh, so, do you prefer the city or nature? I, I need both. Favorite place in the city? In Seattle? Yeah. Or my yard on a good day. Do you like typing or writing? Typing. Uh, can you write in cursive? Yes. They still taught that shit when I went to school. That's I how know. old I am. I know, right? <laughs> uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being terrible, 10 being fantastic, how good of a driver are you? 15. That's right. Uh, best piece of advice you've ever been given? Jeez, that's tough. Um, do you? Okay, any final words in the outro? You wanna plug anything? Oh. Um, you said I, you're, you got some clothes yeah, coming I out. Got, I got some t-shirts coming out. Go to shop.ok, or shopokbro.com or okbro.com, spelled all the way out um, in a few weeks and copy something fresh. Anything else? Um, I don't know. Find you on Instagram, Twitter? Oh, find me on Instagram. Okay, bro, Dave, and the business. Okay, bro, um, don't follow me on Twitter because it's all political shit. Unless you want, <laughs> unless you that. want some of that. <laughs> Is that the same? Okay, bro. Yeah, that's the same. Okay, bro. Um, shit, what else? I don't know. Be good to each other. Yeah. All right. Thanks for doing this. Yes. Appreciate it.